Hello, everyone. Welcome back to an episode of The Pre-Med Perspective. I say this every week, but we're back with a very special guest. Um, today, we're with Dulce. She is the M1 behind the pink note. She is also an MSU grad, so go green. Um, and we've been eyeing her for a while, wanting to sit down and chat up, chat it up with her. And a lot of her content is super duper helpful. And I encourage you guys to check her out, um, whether it comes to MCAT, health or well-being. Uh, she definitely has something to say about all of those different things. And today, like you all know, we like to highlight an aspect of our guests that we think they're pretty good at. And um, Tulsi posts a lot about, you know, what she's up to during the day and um, productivity. So we thought it was fit to talk, have a little chat about um, a day in our life of like an M1 and kind of some tips she has to get to med school and the tips she uses to make sure she keeps up in med school. So Tulsi, how are you today? Hi, Lassia. I'm so good. I'm so happy to have you guys have me here. First of all, go white. Yay. Thank I hope you that you that. girls are doing this and ask me to be on the show. I'm so happy to be here. Of course. So let's jump right into it. Um, just for a little bit of background, Dulce did matriculate um, directly at um, Oakland University's Beaumont School of Health. So School of Medicine, I'm sorry. So um, she must have done a lot of um, time management to be able to complete all of her prerequisites and requirements for med school in order to get there on time. So now that you've done all that, let's talk about your day in the life of being an M1. Of course. Um, I guess the first thing that I'll say is, for me, it was a very sudden transition from, so basically my undergrad ended in May, and then obviously the COVID craziness happened. So all of summer, we were just all at home doing nothing, you know, and then school started in August. So it was a pretty quick transition from doing nothing to studying like almost all of the day. So that was a pretty big um, switch for me to make. And the thing that helped me the most is just being adapt open to adapting your schedule. So, mm-hmm. you know, try different things every week or every day and be like, you know, let me watch all the lectures on, uh, let, let me watch all the lectures today and see how that goes. Or let me space out the lectures throughout the week and see how that goes. So just being aware that your study habits are different from other people's study habits and just being okay to switch them up for exams and things like that was a really big thing for me. Yeah, I like that. And I think what you're trying to say is don't just commit to one thing without trying out other things, especially when it comes to study methods, because you know, you never know what's going to click with you. And I think it's, I have a question for you. So you went from like doing Gen Chem, Orgo, Biochem, and then like grinding out the MCAT to like kind of doing maybe not like not that much your senior year. Um, Did you think it was difficult to go from like that grind pre MCAT to kind of a little bit of a more relaxed but like stressful because of the application cycle process to um, med school? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I actually did feel that because pretty much all of my junior year was, you know, consumed with the MCAT and like all of these pre-rec like um pre-med prereqs right that you usually take mm-hmm. junior year and stuff. so yeah it was consumed with all of that and I would be studying a lot 
And then senior year rolls around and it's way more relaxed. And it's like, oh, what do I do with all this time now? And it was definitely like, yeah, another sudden transition to make. But and then but back of my head, I'd always know, like, you know, this is this is not going to last that long. You're going to be jumping right into something new very soon. Mm -hmm. So right now, like try to still keep that schedule alive, whatever schedule I maintained before before MCAT while studying for the MCAT like it would be a very planned out scheduled day right so I would still make that happen even if I wasn't doing anything of significance after the MCAT like whether it's you know meeting people or whether it's scheduling my self-care time or scheduling calling family or uh, making flashcards for my classes like still everything would be scheduled just so I don't lose that sense of routine and don't slip back into um like don't slip back into you know making it a really difficult situation for myself to get into that groove again yeah and I really like how you said that you schedule in time to do non-academic things such as calling your family or self-care and I think sometimes we neglect that but I do like how you you take time out of your day to schedule that in and now that we're on this topic I just want to talk about two types of scheduling um there's like block scheduling versus like regular scheduling. And I feel like block scheduling is so cool. So for people who don't know what block scheduling is, it's basically like every day you have, you split your day into like hour chunks, two hour chunks, whatever amount of chunks you want. And it doesn't need to be the same. So you could go like one hour to two hours to three hours, whatever it may be. And instead of setting actual tasks to do, all you'd have to do people believe is in that one block, anything related to, for example, like you have a block every day for organic chemistry. You just do anything related to organic chemistry, even though you don't have a task in it, whether it be practicing drawing molecules or whatever. And then there's like the more traditional type of planning, which is like every hour of your day, you're kind of like, I'm going to do this, 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 this. So I think like you said, there are so many different types of way to block out your day. And um, it's kind of interesting. I always watch like YouTube, like day in my life and stuff to see how like these super smart and successful people are able to block out their days. And like you said, I really enjoy trying out the different methods. Yes, that is a big, I'm a big, big proponent of, first of all, I love block scheduling, but I am also a big proponent of everyone does things differently. So try it out, see what works, see what clicks. Um, Again, I love block scheduling, but before I tried block scheduling, I definitely tried the traditional scheduling where I would do, um, you know, scheduling literally each hour of the day for 24 hours and say, for this hour, I'm going to do, like, for example, when I was studying for the MCAT, I would say, for this hour, I'm going to do psych soch. For this hour, I'm going to do psych soch practice questions, like things like that. And when I got to medical school, I kind of also do did that, but then I realized that doesn't work as well for medical school just because there's well at least for my class for my school we basically have two main foundations courses one's an anatomical foundations of clinical practice and then the other one is biomedical foundations of clinical practice okay so what I realized is that instead of each hour saying I'm gonna do anatomy for this I'm gonna do biochem for the next hour I kind of scheduled my blocks as in like, once I'm done with classes, I'm going to do one two to three hour block of anatomy and then one two to three hour block of biochem or biomedical foundation of clinical practice. Because 
within that block, I can just either do lectures, either do practice questions, whatever I need to supplement everything that I've learned for that day, because it could be different every day. Yeah. And it's hard to realize what you need for that day until you start looking at the material and going through questions. I'm like, oh, okay, I understand that topic. I don't really need to spend an hour on that. I can move on to something else. Yeah, I like how you bring that up that like, even if you schedule everything in advance, there's always going to be things that come up. Like if I'm studying for an exam and I'm like, I'm going to cover topic A, B, and C, I realize, wait, topic B requires like part one, part two, and part three. And I really don't get part three. So I need another hour to review it. So I like, you know, being flexible um, is really important. So I know you touched a little bit about what your med school is actually like. So are you studying all hours of the day? What time are your classes? You know, how, what time do you normally relax? I want to know all those details. Yes, of course. So, um, yeah, so the way I, uh, our classes are set up is we basically have two of those foundations courses that I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. And then we have one, two, three longitudinal courses, basically, which are like courses that we do throughout our four years. And those classes meet like, I would say like once a week or so. But basically the two foundations courses are like the meat of our education, like all of the nitty gritty science stuff. Yeah. And those classes, most of our lectures are asynchronous um, online recorded lectures. So that just means that we can do it at our own time. Like they have it scheduled in our calendar, in our school calendar. Mm-hmm. just to give us a sense like a, a good pace to go at but they are asynchronous meaning we can do them whenever we can do them at 8 a.m we can do them at 8 p.m doesn't matter mm-hmm. and so that I I really like that because it just gives me a lot more flexibility kind of how we were seeing with block scheduling like sure. okay at eight to five I'm just gonna do all the lectures and take notes and then that way for the rest of the day I can r- review the notes and I also want to say that each each subject that we're starting to learn also has different study habits that you might need to tweak here and there. So once you figure out your studying, don't think that it just has to be like that for every single class because each class has its own needs as well. So like, for example, for our midterms, we were learning about um, back and spinal cord and upper limb. And I think the study habits that I used for that um, for that. Um, unit are very different than the study habits I'm doing now for lower limb and the pelvis and perineum. So it's like, then I was just doing all the lectures for the day, taking notes. Yeah. And then the next day I would do the new lectures and take notes. But now what I'm doing is I'm doing, I'm trying to do all of the anatomy lectures on one day because I feel like it, it, it's starting to paint a bigger picture for me if I do them all at once and yeah. then take notes for it because yeah. different parts of the body different even biochem concepts like sometimes you need a bigger picture before um, totally dissect and I, and I 100% get what you're saying like on the undergraduate level it's like the differences the way you study for gen chem or bio or organic chemistry is like a hundred percent different for every subject. So I can totally envision what you mean that for some of them, you kind of just need to sit, grind it out instead of doing like chunk by chunk by chunk, but other ones, you can't consume all that material at once. So it's important for you to, you know, make it into parts and um, review it that way. So that's a really good way to put it. And I've never really thought about it in that way, but now that you say it, I totally see what you're saying. So absolutely. 
Now that we've kind of discussed how it is to be an M1 and the differences between, you know, transitioning from undergrad and med school, I want you to take take um, a time back, travel a little bit back in time and think about your pre-med self. What is something you would have told your pre-med self in the position from in the position you're in right now? No, that's a good question. Um, I think what I would have told myself is don't don't get caught up in the uncertainty because everything always works out in the end. Like I remember just as a pre-med, like, oh, what am I going to do next year? Like, do I need a plan B? Like, what if I don't get in? What if if I don't get an interview at my dream school? Like, there's just so much uncertainty and what ifs that I know it's like invades a pre-med's mind. But I think you should, what I would tell myself is to just trust yourself, do your best, trust your instincts, stick to your gut and you'll pull through just convince yourself to believe that because you will. Absolutely. I think from my point of view, that does sound really like good to me to hear you say that Um, because Mm -hmm. I too, you know, the uncertainty consumes my mind a lot too. And I think at this point, it's just, you just got to grind it out and trust the process. And I mean, I think there's a whole factor of destiny and luck in the process and you are meant to be where you are right now and you're gonna you're you're destined to be where you're supposed to be in the next I love that you said that because I I mean not to get too cheesy or philosophical right now but (laughs) I'm such a big believer that everything happens for a reason oh me too yeah yes and if you are at some point right now in your life but you don't want to be there that's okay. You're going to get to that point at some point, exactly at the time that it's supposed to happen. And you, it'll be so worth it. Yeah. And it's, it's hard to, you know, digest that. And it's hard to just, you know, like leave it all up to, I don't know if people believe in God or whoever you want to leave it up to. Um, but it, it, it is so necessary to let go and I'm guilty of not letting go, but in an ideal world, I would love to let go. Um, so with that being said, on the same track of being pre-med, what are your takeaway three tips on time management and studying when it comes to the pre-med level that are really important to have when you get to the med school level that make that transition easier? Yes. Okay. So Three tips, I would say the most important things are to figure out your study habits, okay? Like, what do you, what is the best way for you to absorb the information? Is it taking notes? Is it watching the lectures over and over again? Is it doing practice questions? Figure that out. And then figure out if that's actually effective, as effective as you think it is. Because sometimes you might feel like you're learning a lot of the information and you're you're doing well, but but then you get to the practice questions and you're like, wait a minute, I thought I knew this better than I do. So just keep reassessing yourself and then tweak it, tweak your uh, study habits as needed. Yeah, and I think that I'm glad you bring that up. Um, I sometimes struggle with it a lot too. Bridging the gap between the knowledge and the actual test questions right. is a really tricky subject. And that's something that I'm trying to work on right now too. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Yes. And in that same note, if you need to change whatever you're doing, don't be afraid to reach out for help. Like ask your professors, they know exactly how to study for their classes. So they're the best resource you have, TAs and professors. And third tip I would say is please, please schedule in breaks 
because if we don't do that, we won't take them. And you need to schedule in breaks for self-care and other things because, yeah, like if, if it's not on a schedule and if it's not written down, we don't really tend to do it. And, and then when we remember to do it, it's almost sometimes too late. Absolutely. And I think that's such an important factor because as a pre-med right now, I have kind of this flawed thinking where I'm just like, oh yeah, the next goal is just getting into med school. And after that, I'm fine. And I sometimes forget the fact that no, 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 I need to be refreshed and ready to go to grind on a whole new level to get to through med school, get a residency, and then a whole nother grind after that. So I feel like, um, like you said, taking breaks is so important, especially because this process doesn't really end ever right and um mm-hmm. i can totally see uh people getting burnt out and people you know i myself fall victim to this all the time not sleeping enough and mm-hmm. i think that it's really like you said so so important and some people forget to eat please um on the same track of self-care self-care does include eating so it's yeah and that looks different for everyone you could be in bed watching tv for self-care you could go on a run you could do yoga it doesn't need to be the traditional stereotype of self-care absolutely um thank you so much Lucy, for your time and tips today i know that i um, learned quite a few things today and i hope our listeners feel the same so if you'd like to see some of Lucy's other awesome content make sure to check her out on instagram at the pink note um is there are there any other resources or anyone else you'd like to plug um I really think that pre-med perspectives is doing great work. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. um, Thank you guys so much. This is awesome. All right, everyone. Hope you enjoyed our episode today. We'll see you guys next Friday. And thank you once again, Dulcie.